This is a Rooster Teeth production. Ben, my dearest undead, drag your corpses into the Stinky Dragon, try our latest cocktail, the Bloody Mummy. We mix rotten tomatoes, embalming fluid, a shot of vodka, and garnish it with your own ashes. Now that's what I call a stiff drink. Last time our adventurers arrived in the city of Herbloom, we were given an important mission from a dying Brink Tussler. Go back in time, find past Brink, and rebuild some device called the Recapitulator. They arrived in Herbloom again! They took a tour of the city with their old friend Oof while riding about the Spurline Sail Road. Afterward, they headed to a local pub for a drink where they ran into Brink Tussler again. Will Brink join the ranks or remain the prankster? Rest your weary souls and let's bury this bone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Good morning. Good morning. Wah, 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 wah. Good morning. <laughs> How are we expected not to laugh at your intro every time? <laughs> I, love, I love it. Oh, just mute yourself, I guess. You're laughing because it's so bad. It's so bad, right? No, it's just like I, <laughs> I never know what to expect of what the first thing you're going to say is. This time it's Guten Tag. <laughs> Guten Abend. Also, what's oh. what's that character that you're playing? And is that a character that we've encountered or is this just the narrator? That's actually a good question. So when we were coming up with names for this show, we settled on Tales from the Stinky Dragon and we envisioned... The Stinky Dragon as a tavern is kind of like a hub for all of the different stories that can be told in this universe. Uh So the voice you hear is the bartender in The Stinky Dragon, the Stinky Dragon being an actual, like, tavern. So that's the bartender who's telling the story to someone who's sitting at the bar. And so your story, the campaign you're playing, is a story being told in The Stinky Dragon. It's the stuff of legends. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, from a metagaming perspective, it's it's been abstracted. I see. Yeah. I also, I want to point out, I like whenever Gus says, that's a good question, because I feel like I did good, and it's kind of yeah. like a Pavlovian <laughs> response. I go, <gasps> Yeah, it's like he a starts parent's s- approval. salivating. <laughs> I start salivating. I can't stop. It's just one of those things I wasn't sure if we'd ever discussed before. And if you want to get super meta, uh, we did a live stream series on roosterteeth.com that the, it, the ending ended up with us starting a bar called the Stinky Dragon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the, the previous uh, campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you all are still creating the legend. You're still weaving the tale that's being told at the Stinky Dragon, even to this day. Well, lucky for them, we don't know how to sew or weave. <laughs> but you know who does know how to sew is the Rooster Teeth store. There's brand new There's Stinky Dragon merchandise available now. There's the plug. Uh, we got hats and shirts. They're all embroidered with a Stinky Dragon. One of my favorite things was we uh, in, when we were looking at the the logo for the show to be uh, embroidered onto the shirts. We had to determine how stinky the dragon should look and what direction <laughs> the stink line should go out of the dragon. I love it. I think it's perfect. I think it's just the right amount of stink or yes. stank, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, check it out. Store it at It's available now. Woo! It's time to get down to business. To defeat the Huns. I was thinking the exact <laughs> same thing, John. So Brink Tussler... And the Everguards are standing in front of you all, and uh, you all need to roll initiative. Go ahead and uh, roll oh, that initiative. Oh, da, 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 da. Eleven. <laughs> oh! Oh, thank heaven. Twenty-two. Twenty-two for me as well. Twenty. Nope. Eighteen. I was looking at gum gums. I, I see an eighteen from your mother. <laughs> Why is gum gum rolling again? What, what, what are you doing, gum gum? 
because we mean we had the same. Nope, they no, didn't. You had twenty. He had eighteen. For those listeners at home, it is uh, early morning by our standards. <laughs> it's not. It's 9.45. That's not early it's really morning. It's really not. Yeah. John's been up since, I don't know, 5 a.m. Six. He's, this, is, this is halfway through his day. John's eating lunch right now. <laughs> I'm actually really hungry. <laughs> I could go for some lunch. I I, I, I did my workout, but I, I went too long, and so I didn't get to have any of my post-workout stuff, so I'm just kind of hungry right now. Mm, angry. Bart, Brink Tussler is standing up in front of Kyborg, who pulled the door open, and he's, the Everguards are with him. Uh, what do you want to do? I want to punch him in the face. No, give him the give. We need to charm this guy. I was gonna say, could I cast charm person? Well, I didn't mean literally with magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could try it. You could try Why not? it. Uh, doesn't doesn't charm have like negative after effects? Maybe okay. Maybe I'll just use my my natural charms. My uh, ah. g- my my God given charisma. Um, <laughs> just, just just to be clear, they are all pulling weapons. Just just so you know. Okay. Um. Could I try to uh talk them down? Like, hey guys, there's a uh, no need no need to start a fight here. Let's just talk it out. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you could try um, not intimidation, persuasion. Yeah. Do a persuasion check. Rolling. I got a. Eight plus 12. Yeah, Brink uh, and the Everguards seem unmoved by your pleas to try to settle things in a peaceful manner. Mm. That's unfortunate. I think Bart's our most charismatic character in I our group. I am. <laughs> <laughs> let me at him. Let me at him. No, what if we... I, uh, uh, hey, well, why don't we all just calm down? I can play you guys a song. Oh, oh what you gonna play? I'm going to play a, a tune from my old days with my pirate family. <laughs> Wait, what? You, you grew up on a pirate ship. Yeah. Oh, Bart, up on, we went over this, right? Yeah. I knew you went to college. I didn't know that also along with the college backstory, there was pirates. Sorry. Well, maybe if up we all Bart. listened to each other's stories when we went over the catch up episode. Oh, 8.5. I totally listened to that, but I, everything just leave in my brain lately. <laughs> didn't study for the test. How are you gonna do this? Uh, what 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 are you doing here? Like, what skills are you using? How are you gonna approach this? I'm gonna roll performance. Ooh, okay. Twenty-four. Ooh. I'm gonna drop a quick theory. I think Barbara just wants to hear what Micah will do with this. <laughs> she she heard that that uh, Mud had a song, and now she wants a Barton song, and I can't blame her. We don't have the budget to start just calling out things for him to start making. Oh, it's, we just it's so don't. strange. Kyborg suddenly breaks into a rap. It was, oh, wow. Whoa, crazy. No, you would have to rap Blaine for that. So, word up. I'm ready. Oh, no, no, no. Yuck. 24 from Bart. 24 performance. Okay. They all kind of exchange glances with each other and look at you, not sure what to make of a the spontaneous performance that has but they uh, love it. manifested in front of them. But they love it. Man, remember when Bart died playing guitar? <laughs> <laughs> you see one of them maybe tapping their foot a little bit. It was the most rock and roll thing ever when he died playing music. <laughs> <laughs> the day the music died. <laughs> gum gum. Okay, so how many guards are there? So it's Brink and four ever guards uh, with him. So for the total of five people. Okay. All right. How many can Gum Gum hug at the same time? I want to go and go to Brink and give him a big hug. Called it. Oh no. And be like, I don't, I don't want to fight you. Give me a hug. There's nothing that we can't work out with hugs. 
Is that a grapple? Yeah, if you want to hug someone, it would be uh, a grapple. Okay. Does that do damage? No, it just restrains okay. them. Okay. I'll do that, and I guess I'll rage <laughs> while I do it. It's like an aggressive hug, but not angry hug. Go ahead and make a grapple check with Brink Tussler. I have a new rage thing. I don't think Gum Gum knows this, but I know it. It's where I roll a random thing whenever I rage. Oh, right. Yeah, is that a wild surge? Yeah, wild surge. Do you have that table in front of you? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll it. It's a four. Four. Not bad, not bad. Magic infuses one weapon of your choice that you're holding. Until your rage ends, the weapon's damage type changes to force, and it gains the light and throne properties with a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. If the weapon leaves your hand, the weapon reappears in your hand at the end of the current turn. Well, that's pretty cool. I don't think Gum Gum knows it even happened. <laughs> yeah, his weapon feels lighter. I think that would be yeah. the thing he would realize. Yeah. All right, so go ahead and make a strength, uh, an athletics check, I mean. 19. 19, that's pretty good. Brink gets to make his own. Pretty strong. Against you. He fails because he's weak. <laughs> oh, 17. He, he had a really good roll. He rolled a 17, but Gum Gum with a 19 does overpower him. So, uh, yeah, you've got Brink Tussler in your arms, and you're giving him a big old hug. <laughs> Are you going to whisper anything into his ear while you're doing that? Please don't fight us. That's <laughs> creepy. God. <laughs> a mud. They're holding weapons? Yes, they have uh, drawn their weapons. What are their weapons? Swords? What they draw them with? I believe they're swords. Let me double check. <laughs> Crayons. Good, <Got it. laughs> nice, nice. That's a good one. Uh, short swords. Okay. I guess uh, I guess pick one of them and I cast uh, heat metal on the sword Ooh. to try to get him to uh, drop the sword. That's a very handy spell. Yeah, uh, any the, it causes the object to glow red hot, and if they are in physical contact with it, they take two d8 fire damage. The creature must succeed on a Constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. So it's like if they want to keep holding on to it, they have to hold. They have to do a Constitution saving throw, or they have to drop it. Okay, I see. Yes, yeah, so they do drop their weapon. Yeah, and then Ooh. there's there's things that happens if they keep holding on to it that give them disadvantage. So he takes damage, drops the sword. So one of the Everguards, their short sword begins glowing red hot. Uh, and you hear the he the hiss of uh, the skin on their hand burning as they uh, drop oh. the, the short sword out of their hands. It's like uh, the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark when the guy grabs the amulet. Mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, Mud. Brink's going to try to wiggle out of this grapple that he is in. Right, so go ahead and make an athletics check, Gum Gum. Come on, Gum Gum. Hold him tight. Oh, I got an eight. Seven. Yes! No, I think he has a plus one because he's doing a dexterity base with double checking. Yeah, he has a plus one, so it's an eight. Is this a tie? So we roll off. It's a roll off, folks! So roll again, Gum Gum. Come on. Come on, Gum Gum. Thirteen? No. Oh. Uh, six. Yes! Nice. Bring Tussler's like wriggling in your arms trying to get free, but he can't quite seem to break out. I want a list of everybody in this game so far that Gum Gum has hugged. <laughs> the Everguard who dropped their sword is going to go ahead and pick up their sword and drop back because they really burned their hand bad on the heat metal spell. The heat retains, remains. Like I, there's, oh, until the, so it's still hot. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your subsequent turns to cause this damage again. So if he wants to get hurt again, he can pick up his nasty sword. 
he is not picking that sword up. <laughs> he has no sword now, so he's going to fall back a little bit and let his friends take care of the fight. The other three are going to... are gonna. Did all five of them roll better than me? Because <laughs> you haven't gone yet. <laughs> I haven't gone yet. I'm just standing there. Yeah, they rolled a 14. You rolled an 11. God. They're all, go- they're all going together. Uh, a barbershop quartet. Mm. Yeah. The other three are going to also try to jump into the grapple with Gum Gum to free Brink. So do one more athletics check here for me, Gum Gum, and then they're going to roll with advantage against you since it's three of them trying to oppose your roll. Need a high roll, Gum Gum. Ten. That's not a high roll. <laughs> so I'm going to roll twice here. I'm going to take the highest one. Sixteen plus two, eighteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with three scouts jump on you, Gum Gum, and they, pr- <laughs> they manage to pry your arms open and uh, free Brink Tussler, who uh, pops out from your arms. Uh, and scowls at you the way only Brink Tussler can. So that's their turn, Kyborg. Ah, that classic, just smelled a fart Brink Tussler look. Um, <laughs> well, uh, tell me, uh, give me a paint, a paint a picture for me here, Gus. Uh, are they like in a flying V formation? Like what's what's this all kind of looking like? I'll say Brink Tussler was probably dropped. So he's probably down on one knee in front of Gum Gum looking up at him sneering. Mm. Uh, the one with that took damage from heat metal is uh, Kind of retreated back towards the door where you were that you were trying to pull open in the previous episode. Okay. The other Everguards are they're still like tangled up with Gum Gum wrapped around his arms. You know, having opened his arms up to free bring Tussler out. Okay. I want to back up 15 feet by doing a backflip. Do I need to roll athletics for that? Oh my God! Yes. Acrobatics. This isn't. A, this is like this is this is a bonus action, though, right? This is a, a movement. Yeah, but if you fail this miserably, All right, here we go. Shoot. What's <laughs> my best? It turns into a backwards somersault. Give me that at least. I'm hearing typing. I'm hearing silence. I'm worried. Well, I'm, I'm, They're thinking. Well, eight. No, normally you always roll above ten, so I don't care. But you rolled below ten this time, so I gotta look up to see what the actual backflip check is. Five minutes later. Yeah, you don't make it. Uh, <laughs> Inspiration die. I do a better, better backflip. Okay. The yeah! general, the general rule of thumb is ten for uh, for that kind of check. Okay. Uh, ignore that ever happened. I did a. I did. I'm taking away my inspiration die. It's a twenty three. It's the sickest backflip you've ever seen, Gus. You do a magnificent backflip. It was worth all the reading and double checking. Yeah. First try. All right. This is. Uh, I'm about fifteen feet away from all those guys now, and I draw my long bow. And I have an arcane shot that I want to make. I'm going to shoot right in the middle of that group. Ideally, 10 feet. So, right on Gum Gum? No. I, I, I want to do it in a way that I shoot the ground about 10 feet or 11 feet away from Gum Gum, but in a way that they're still in the radius of the shot. Does that make sense? Didn't they just all grab him? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're but like there's like there's like a foot or so of space. This is more of like a shooting. Ag- they're literally hanging onto him. Just do it. I'm okay. What is it? What are you doing exactly? Okay, fine. Then I shoot Gum Gum's feet. I shoot at Gum Gum's feet. I take the shot. Bursting arrow. Here we go. I guess I should roll for arrow. Boom. 18. 18. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a really excellent roll. Thank you. Yeah, as I said, that was a bursting arrow. So immediately after the arrow hits a creature, the target and all other creatures within 10 feet of it take 2d6 force damage. So 2d6 on the Everguards and on Gum Gum. And I'm pretty sure Brink Tussler's there, and I'm pretty sure that that other guy is not 10 feet away. I'm pretty sure he (laughs) takes them too. All right, all right. 2d6. Here's one. Here's two. Bada bing, bada boom. Five. Five points of force damage. Anything else from you, Kyborg? Uh, I say, 
I can sink another one right between your eyes, Brink. I don't want to have to do this. We mean you no harm. He says after doing harm. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, that being said, I do want to take an action action surge, which is you can take a one additional action, action on your turn. Uh, and I want to do the exact same thing again. I want to shoot an arrow right at their feet. And you know that it's an arcane shot, and it's a bursting arrow. Oh, you're doing the exact same thing again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean you no harm. Harm. Yeah, harm. We mean you no harm. I'm just harm. trying to intimidate the heck out of them. It's just a harm cool. sandwich with oh, a lie God. in the middle. All right, you know what? You know what? All right, so should I, I guess I should You just kept saying, you know yeah. what, and then didn't finish it. <laughs> 16. Yes. 6. Ooh, that's a 9. 9. That's a total of 14 points of damage on everyone. Mm-hmm. Damn. You got to be, like, close to halvesies at this point. Yeah. I just thought about something. If I had only had a stick that could have uh, squished uh, Brink to the ground, that would have kept him. Some kind of rod that's immovable. That could have made him not able to move. Yeah, that would have been really helpful, wouldn't it? It would have. John, both hands on his head, shaking, very sad. I can imagine now. (laughs) You hear a bell chime from one of the nearby towers. Everyone stops in their tracks and turns toward the Glockenswerwood with looks of confusion. Nearby townsfolk begin to murmur. Did you hear that? Which bell was it? Who in the world could be ringing the bells? Everyone go ahead and roll me a perception check. That's an 11. 26. I got a 18. And a 10 from Gum Gum. You know, based on the direction of the sound, it seems like the bell that's tolling seems to be coming from the noon bell tower. Brink turns to the side and looks in the direction of the noon bell tower, turns back to you guys and says, Looks like we have bigger krakens to crush than you. <laughs> you see Brink moving his hands rhythmically, whispering some arcane words. Everyone except Gum Gum make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I hate Brink Tusser so much. 23. I got a 12. Chain. You're very wise, uh, Mud. I am. It's where, like, all of my stats are. <laughs> <laughs> Bart and Kyborg just think that the whole situation is really funny, and they fall to the ground laughing. Oh, no, he's Joker. Everyone's laughing? They're la- The two of them are laughing. Just, they are, yeah. Mud felt like something funny was happening, but it didn't make him laugh. Uh, Gum Gum, you don't know why everyone's laughing. It's a mystery to you. Yeah. Brink, Brink turns to the Everguards and says, All right, boys, to the clocking tower in pronto. Brink and the Everguards disengage and they bolt northward towards the city's central courtyard. Ha <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> oh, my guess sides hurt. <laughs> you hear the bell tower ring again, but this time it's accompanied by music. It sounds like someone is strumming a lute from high above. Out of the ground, a radiant wall of emerald energy rises and surrounds the entire Glocken Square. The Everguards pause at the courtyard's now emerald threshold. Brink says, Well, what are you waiting for? Get in there, you spineless saps, or I'll send you back to Paralite, and we both know how that's gonna end. The Everguards charge headlong into the courtyard, passing through the glowing green barrier. They pause on the other side, drop their hoods, and look at each other. See, I told you. Nothing to worry about, you beefcake bozos. Brink takes a step toward the wall, but then hesitates. Oh, it's a groaning sound as one of the Everguards falls to the ground, writhing in pain as he clutches his gut. 
Another one's skin rapidly rots and shrivels across her now sinewy body. Oh. What? Oh, no. One Everguard's face withers into a gaunt look of horror, and all of their teeth trickle out of their mouth one by one. Oh. Oh. Within seconds, all the Everguards collapse to the ground into a pile of decayed skeletons. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> At the top of the Glocken Tower, out steps a bearded dwarf with auburn hair flowing in the breeze. He's dressed in a jade silk tunic laced with gold. He's plucking a shimmering lute covered in glowing emerald moss. With one final strum, he offers a winning smile and bows with a flourish. He rises and says, Hail and how do you do, fair citizens of Erbloom? It is I, Sleek, the Symphonious. I have come to your botanical capital to deliver a performance you will never forget. Tis a musical work of my own composing. Grand symphony that deserves a dashing debut in front of the grandest of audiences. And you, dear people, are the first to hear the overture. And now, without further ado, I present to you the next movement. Allegro! Sleek begins playing his lute again, and a stirring and sprightly melody fills the air. With every string plucked, you notice that nearby plants and flowers begin to sway back and forth to the tempo. The ivy oh. and vines on the surrounding buildings start growing rapidly, and they begin reaching out towards all of you. Uh-oh. Everyone uh -oh. go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Easy. Not easy. Six. Nine. Sixteen. I have advantage on dexterity saving throws. Should I do it again, or was well, that? Yeah, rolled, <laughs> you rolled. You rolled twice well, already. The first, well, the first one was a ch was a check. The other one was a saving throw. Yeah, they're both plus one. Chris uses idiot. It works. <laughs> it fails. Save us, Bart. I'm gonna be far way out of this, guys. You gonna fart our way out of this? Gross. <laughs> Brink seems distracted by the rotting Everguard corpses and Sleek's music, and he doesn't notice as two vines coil themselves around his legs. What the? <laughs> Brink tries to take a step back, but trips over the vines, and they start covering his entire prone body. Oh, no. Ah! Help! <clears throat> Help! Get these vines off of me! I guess you guys are still a little further away. The vines are coming out towards you, but they haven't reached you all yet. Okay. Can I throw my axe then? Like, it's, I don't, is it still, like, light and... It would still be light, yes. I would throw my axe at the vines at his feet. Roll a one. Chop off his feet. Uh, is it. that a, just a, do I do that as an attack roll? Yeah. yeah, yeah, go, go ahead and uh, make it as, a, as an attack. Oh my god, it's a one. <gasps> Chop off his feet! <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one plus seven, so it's an eight. No, your great axe fails to hit, and then when it's coming back to you, you fail to catch it, so it falls to the ground. I think it just materializes in my hands. Oh, it just materializes? You throw the axe, uh, it misses, and then it startles you when it reappears in your hand, That's and true. you're so startled that you drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Mud takes a long shot and just screams at the vine and says, release him! And is using his speech of beast and leaf to talk to them and gets a charisma advantage on checks. Beast and leaf. Uh, it, it seems like they're just growing wild. Like, they almost like they can't release him because they have no other direction to grow in. They're just like expanding and filling out the space everywhere. Mm. It's not that I they're try. specifically grabbing him. He's just become entangled by overgrowing vines that are growing rapidly. Okay. It seems like that's his fault, yeah. <laughs> that's a him problem. Then instead, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn into a camel. <laughs> and can I run at the vines and start biting at them with my camel? Big old teeth. 
yeah, go ahead and make another dexterity saving throw here. Can do. That's a 12. Okay. Mud turns into a camel and charges in heroically to begin biting the vines to save Ring Tussler, but the vines begin overpowering Mud as well. And, no, uh, no. He is now stuck at the edge of the vine. Oh, goodness. Your turn. Someone else <laughs> want to give, give it a shot? Or are we not still in uh, uh, initiative order? Oh, no. It's just kind oh, of no. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so right now, Brink is tied up, and then Mud is. I or? am now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How uh, how far away is um, Sleek? Is it the top of the tower or something? The Glocken Tower. So from where you guys are, that's a sizable, just a couple hundred feet. Still within range. What is your range? Six hundred. Whoa. Whoa. Wait. What? For well, what? One hundred and fifty to six hundred for longbow. Oh. For well, anything over one hundred and fifty is like long distance. Yeah, but I'm still within range. Kyborg the Mighty, part. Should I take the shot? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe if you, like, nick his hand, he could stop playing, and it would release the vines from people. Yeah, just shoot the instrument. Shooting yeah. the instrument. I'm taking the shot. That There's a 24. I like how you did that without waiting for confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just rolled. I'm Ask for it. forgiveness. Don't, don't wait. What that means, Lane, like with the 150, 600, what that means is you can shoot up to 600, but if it's over 150 feet, that means you're attacking at a disadvantage. So you actually need to roll twice and take the okay. lower. Okay. Uh, All right. Let me pop my knuckles. Here we go. Second throw. <gasps> Come on. Even better. Even 13. That's nah, not 13. Even Your arrow flies out. It has plenty of distance. Uh, and it looks like it's going to hit Sleek, but then uh, when it gets right in front of him, it just, like, stops, and he deflects it off to the side. Oh, boo. Was he Magneto? Hey, don't boo me. Boo your bad roll. Bart, uh, challenge him to a, a, a musical duel. I don't know if he could hear me from here, and I don't know about getting closer. So. You got to play louder. <laughs> he's also he's also uh, playing music as well, so uh, it would be difficult for him to hear your music over the music that he's playing currently. Yeah. Could I... I don't know if this is possible because I, I don't know if I've heard of us doing this in any other game, but is it possible to give my mage hand a weapon? It can hold up to 10 pounds. Okay. Could I give my mage hand... A Glock, 9 millimeter. <laughs> a sword of some sort to go try to cut uh, mud out of these vines? What you could do if you wanted to assist mud is have it try to assist a check, a strength check for mud to get out if, okay. if you can't oh. hold a sword. Yeah, I'll do that because I think I think the only sword I have is two-handed. Yeah, it cannot wield weapons. Okay, your cool. mage hand um, is passive. I want my mage hand to go help, try to help Mud. Okay, so if Mud wants to make like a strength check, he can try to uh, break out. He would have advantage because the hand is helping. Oh, well, I got a twenty-three, so it's pretty good. Okay, yeah, the camel manages to free itself. Uh, the, the mage hand helped. I'm free. Woo! <laughs> Am I how how far am I from Brink? Could I continue my mission of biting? Uh... You're you're pretty close to him. You could try to free him if you want. You could try to take a bite at the vines that are entangling him, or you could bite him. That's a fourteen. Yeah, that connects. Uh, go ahead and roll some damage for that. Okay, one d four coming right. Uh, roll. That's a two. Uh, plus a modifier, so six. Six damage to planties. You bite clean through the vines that are uh, entangling Brink Tussler. He's able to quickly get to his feet. He dusts off his cloak, looks up at you with a confused look. What are you looking at? You expect us to be friends now or something? Keep dreaming, you wimpleton. Oh, my God. I hate Brink Tussler. 
<laughs> I'm really uh, uh, Mud the camel is really contemplating just spitting on him as a camel. <laughs> Do it. Roll for spit. Roll for spit. <laughs> All right, he's free. Starts withdrawing from the vines and making his way back to the area where you guys are, clear of the vines. And this guy's still just playing up there. Yes. And he's surrounded. He's surrounded by an emerald energy barrier that clearly is not good to go through. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It, you don't know how those guys feel. They look like they're in pain. <laughs> they look like they died, but maybe it was a pleasant experience. Do you want me to pass through the barrier, Gus? <laughs> uh, that's totally up to you. You do whatever you want. Okay. Brink didn't go in. Brink decided not to. Could I do like a perception check or some type of check to see if there's like any path towards getting to this guy that doesn't involve going through this barrier or mm. getting eaten by vines? Yeah, go ahead and make a, yeah, make a perception check. Go, go, Bart the Bard. No! I got an eight. eight. It looks like it's pretty impassable to you between the emerald. Well, the emerald field seems like it's solid in that area, of course, are the vines. Should we try talking to him? He's so far. I don't He's know so if he'll far. hear us. Do we have any spells that could, like, project our voices gooder? <laughs> no. Gooder? All, and, like, all my spells are, I think the max one is 90 feet on my spells. Mm. Gotcha. How about I shoot an arrow? You ride the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would ride the arrow? The 140-pound halfling? <laughs> 50, 150. I'm very strong. <laughs> but is your arrow? Everything about me is strong. <laughs> Everything I possess. Brink Tussler's uh, giving you the stink eye kyborg. Oh, my God. Oh, I want I almost want to shoot Brink Tussler. You, uh, you did a bunch of damage to him. He didn't do anything to you, by the way. I just want to point I, that out. He got in our way. He drew swords. We tried to, We tried playing him music. We tried giving him a hug. He didn't back <laughs> down. I, I think he was called for it. I'd like to turn to Brink. It, 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 can I talk to him? Yeah. Do you have any idea what's going on right now? A talking camel. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that you guys showed up and everything went to hell. What are you guys even doing here? We don't exactly know why we were sent here, but what we do know is that when we got here, we did see our bodies and your body uh, dead already. And then uh, magic happened, and I believe we time-traveled. And uh, so I don't think what's happening right now ends well for us. Oh, you must be swimming how much ale you had before this. You must have been drinking all day there, buddy. I... I am I'm a I'm a sober person who does not He's like sober. alcohol. So, your friends just withered like rotten pumpkins. All right. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you should sh- be quiet. And Gum Gum knows what that looks like because he keeps his pumpkins out every Halloween for months on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Sounds like a bunch of hoo ha. And now I think you guys are behind this whole thing. I don't know hoo ha is, but we're not. We came to Herbloom looking for Paralyte. I'll tell you what, Bart, why don't you make an intelligence check? Okay. There was none to be found. 11. Something seems different about Brink. Something, he doesn't quite seem the same. Like he's missing something that you used to see, that you kind of associate with him, that you've seen every time you've encountered him in the past. Is this like a physical hmm. thing or is this like a... Yeah, you're not sure. Something's just off with him. It's not, he's not, it's not quite the same. Mm, he's been neutered, yes. Could I use my ring of truth on him? Ring of truth telling? Yes. And uh, just for as a reminder for everyone, it gives you advantage checks when trying to figure out if someone's lying to you or not. Yeah. Some, something seems off about you, bud. What's, are, are you the real Brink Tussler? What? Huh? Of course I'm the real Brink Tussler. The one and only. Often imitated, never duplicated. 
You sure about that? <laughs> you, you can roll a, an insight check uh, with advantage if you want. Okay, we got a 15. Roll again. And we got a 17. Nice. As far as you can tell, yes, you think that this is indeed the real Brink Tussler that you're talking to. I think we should try pulling at his neck like to see if there's a mask. Mud, why don't you roll me an intelligence check? So why? why? <laughs> 13. You start to wonder, did Brink used to have a flying snake? Oh, he had that. Uh, he had that flying snake with him when he came through the portal, and it was Good when memory. he was with Paralyte. Uh, where's Where's your little friend? Where's your little snake? You, you see him tear up a little bit unexpectedly. He He went missing. Okay, I'm looking oh. for him. Do you want us to help you find him? Kyborg, don't you have something that you picked up when you first came to Erbloom? Gus is trying to help so much. Before you traveled back in time? Oh yeah, I was given something, right? It was, was yeah. it like a, it was like a, was it like a piece of jewelry or something? It's a clock or something. Yeah. Yeah, was it like a like a stopwatch or something? <laughs> Boy, I should have written that down. So when you first when you first appeared in uh, Herbloom, you found your own dead bodies and a dying Brink Tussler who gave you a recapitulator as well as a as well as a... He doesn't have it, Gus. He doesn't know what it is. No, I, I'm looking through in my notes. I did take notes, but I didn't take notes about that. I, you I, did not add it to your inventory? No, I did. It was something It was something that Brink Tussler owned that would prove to Brink, past Brink, that future Brink and I were friends. Yeah, what was it? It's jewelry. Some jewelry, note, letter, uh, snake. Was it a snake? Oh, oh, getting warmer. Was it a flying snake? Was it a flying snake? It's not a flying snake. Is it a ground cold, snake? Cold, cold, cold. Uh, cold, cold. Uh, 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 okay, uh, 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 a statue of a snake. An action, a snake action no, figure. No, no, uh, no, no, cold, cold. Uh, snake skin, fangs, snake. Action. snake. Uh, like a belt, uh, shoes. Are you enjoying uh, yourself oh, right oh, now, Gus? <laughs> yes, I'm loving this. I'm, I'm absolutely I, I, Is I it just, something made of a snake? No, uh, cold. Ooh, I see. Oh, okay. Is it bigger than a bread box? No. <laughs> it's small. It's a mouse? Something to feed the snake? It involves the snake, right? <laughs> oh, uh, warm, warm. Hot, hot. <laughs> okay, guys, guys, come on. I'm, Is it I'm like, open. was it like a whistle to call the snake or something? Ooh, uh, very warm. There's a rattle. Snakes love rattles. Like rattle? A, sna- a snake uh, language? Thing. It was a little dog tag. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh. oh is, uh, sorry. I had to search him. My pockets are so deep. Uh. You know. The cargo <laughs> pants. It's a, it's a dog tag. Hey. Hey, Brink. <laughs> I got a dog tag. All right. This is from your future self. He looks uh, in confusion at the dog tag you have in your hand, and he reaches around his neck uh, and pulls out the same dog tag and looks at <gasps> it and looks confused at the one that you have in your hand. Where did you get that? I, uh, gum gum. Uh, all right. There was a vision from the future in which I saw everyone dead, and you looked like hell. And you gave this to me so that I could prove to you in the past that we are allies and that we're supposed to be working together. Okay. Go ahead and make a. Mm, we'll say make a athletics check. You want to do backflip? <laughs> Charisma check with advantage. Okay. Nice. 13. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent roll. Brink looks at you, still kind of skeptical, mm-hmm. but says, All right, all right. I can see my options are limited here. 
Knocking on the front door of the Glocken Tower clearly doesn't work. He says as he's pointing at the Everguard's corpses. And I can't exactly go back to Paralyte empty-handed, so... <sighs> Fine. I guess we can help each other out. But just this once. Don't get any googly friendship ideas about holding hands, making bracelets, doing sleepovers. There's a limited time offer with a fast approaching expiration date, capiche? I pull him in for one of those like gladiator handshakes. Hand to forearm, you know? Oh. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And I pull him in close and I say, I hate you so much. I don't even want to work with you. <laughs> if, if we didn't have to work together, I'd kill you right where you stood. <laughs> oh, what did you eat, Kyborg? Your breath is terrible. Get out of here. <laughs> blow on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We still got a little more episode ahead of you. Just want to take a quick pause and remind you to give us a follow on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod or send out a tweet or engage with us on social media using hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod. We have a few listeners who've been using the Stinky Dragon Pod hashtag. Thank you so much. Their names have been used as NPCs in the show, like Willow, who's named after Bennett Willow, Amanda, named after the Starbuck 86X, and little baby Pip, named after Pip Punk. Thank you so much for listening to the show and engaging on social media. That's really how podcasts live and dies by word of mouth. So thank you so much. Hopefully you give us a good rating on the platform wherever you listen to this podcast. I've got a bunch of great ones we'd like to keep adding to the great positive reviews. Uh, and of course, as we mentioned, we do have some merch. We got uh, shirts, hats, bumper stickers, all in the Rooster Teeth store. You can visit them at store.roosterteeth.com and look for Tales from the Sticky Dragon stuff. Okay, all that being said, it's time to pay the bills. Whenever heading out, it's always nice to have a little bit of music in your pocket, in your ears, no matter what's going on, if you want to like hype yourself up or to calm down as you're out walking around taking care of your errands. Well, no matter how you're feeling about getting back out there, there's no denying it's an adjustment right now. But when the world gets too loud, something I love to do is create my own soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. It's always nice. I like wearing them when I'm maybe in the grocery store, just kind of want to go to my happy place and uh, drown out everything that's going on in the world. It's nice to just pop in some Raycons, listen to some music or a podcast like this one. But let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. Unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. They come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try. You'll see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Tales from the Stinky Dragon listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash stinky. That's buyraycon.com slash stinky to save 15% on Raycons. B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash stinky. Right, so now we're all working together. We still have a little dwarf who is pulling a poison ivy on us and uh, covering the entire city in vines. All right, so maybe Paralyte kind of sort of lost control of Sleek a little bit, and maybe she sent me and those Everguards to infiltrate the Glocken Tower and apprehend him and sort of get him back. Oh, so that's your friend? No, 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 no. We're acquaintances. Gotcha. 
unless you troll kisses got any better ideas, I might know a guy in town that could help us. Ooh. His name is Howie. He's supposed to be staying at the beer garden. You hear the sound of uh, Luke playing music. Uh-oh. <gasps> yeah. Wow. The dealer no deal theme song. Suddenly, you're all sitting around a table holding up half-drunk steins in the air. It... Pub? What? What? People are screaming all around you and rushing out the door. A ruddy-skinned dwarf lady wearing a floral bandana and apron bumps into the table. A name tag pinned to her apron reads Willow. She offers you a baffled look and says, Hey, I'm all for chill vibes and hanging out, but seriously, what are you still doing here? We got to get out of here. Did we just get teleported? I think so. I think so. To a pub? Uh, uh, madam, uh... She's not listening to you. She's dashing for the front door, but she's snatched by a green and purple vine that yanks her to the floor. Oh, she flails as she's dragged across the floor, screaming, help me, please help me! I jump and... Am I still raging? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a therapy question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your rage. <laughs> And which machine is it against? Everyone go ahead and roll, like, an initiative roll so we can see who would have, like, first opportunity to try to do anything. Okay. You don't, you you, you feel like your rage has subsided, by the way, just to, just to answer okay. that question, Gum Gum. I got a 20. 15. 17. 21. Kyborg, you are the first who's able to act. You see uh, Willow being dragged away by those vines. I pull out the longbow of triumph, and I take a shot at the vine to free her. Okay, go ahead and uh, take a shot. Alley-oop. That is a 20 plus 8, 20. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, your arrow cleanly slices through the vine, allowing Willow to scamper up to her feet. She says, oh, thank you. Now run! And uh, she continues running uh, out the door. You hear a loud boom, and a slimy green mob bursts through the floorboard, shattering the bar in half. Thrashing vines and wooden shrapnel fly about the room. Everyone go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Oh, this no. sounds so epic. Sure does. 22. I'm oh, I'm good. I'm a god today. I am not. <laughs> Four. I have an advantage on dexterity. 13. I got a 16. I'm still a camel, by the way. So was a camel <laughs> holding up a beer stein? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his little knuckle. You, uh, you had like a, uh, like a feed bag, a camel feed bag. <laughs> nope. Nope. Camel was holding a beer stein. That's canon. Okay. As that mob bursts through the floorboards, um, it peppers everyone with shrapnel. Uh, and everyone manages, for the most part, to avoid getting injured by it, except for Mud, who does take a little bit of damage from some of the shrapnel flying about. And Mud receives one point of damage from that. Owie. Once again, Willow is grabbed by yet another vine. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Whose turn is it to save her this time? <laughs> There's a monstrous pod-looking plant that lifts Willow above its thorny teeth, drooling with sap. A shrill voice screeches in your heads. Hello, my dear Willow, is it? My name is Amanda, and you will be my dinner this evening. The dwarf is dropped into the Amanda's miry maw and slithers down its husky pod color. Willow's muted screams slowly fade. Then, Amanda spews out three dwarves covered in mossy slime. What? They all look identical. An aproned Willow donning a floral bandana, they all three stand up, turn to you with eyes unblinking, and say in unison, Welcome to the Beer Garden Pub. My name is Willow. We have an unbelievable menu that will truly knock your stocks off. And all three Willows start marching toward you and say, what? Come right this way. There's someone at the bar I'd like you to meet. Her name is Amanda. No! <laughs> oh, no. 
This is all happening so fast. This is like a bar where we die via plant. <laughs> We've had a lot of people getting eaten in this campaign. I know. It's the big new trend. Is a, a plant? It's a plant-based pub. It's a plant-based pub. <laughs> plant-based. That's literally a beer garden. <laughs> so you see a seating area with four tables next to a bar that kind of wraps around, and off in the other open area is another three or four tables. Then back there, if you believe there's like a storeroom over in that direction. Between the two seating areas to the north is where the exit is. And currently, Amanda and the podlings are between you and the exit. Kyborg, weird pod people are uh, trying to introduce you to Amanda, which you don't think would be a good thing. I take a shot. I take a shot with the long road triumph. The one that's closest to me. At the, uh, at the willow that's closest to you? Yeah, uh, that being said, I do want to move backwards as far as I can get from them without like backing myself into a corner, but I do want to get a safe distance from them. We're like in a mm. pub, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I still want to like, I want to jump on a table and I want to get it far away and then I want to pull out Longbow Triumph. Wah, take a shot. 27. It's a good shot. Mm. Yeah. You do manage to hit. And my damage, seven. Ain't that longbow just awesome? I love this longbow so much, Barbara. <laughs> so fun. Your bow strikes true yet again, Kyborg. You're really on uh, really on top of your bow game today. Woo. We'll say it hits that willow in the shoulder, but she still seems un- almost unfazed by it, almost like it didn't happen. Ugh. Bart. Could I cast Cloud of Daggers over Amanda and the dwarves? Yes. A-O-E. A-O-E. I guessed. You fill the air with spinning daggers in a cube five feet on each side. Uh, so it's not necessarily big enough to encompass all of them because five feet is like a five foot by five foot square is typically what one uh, creature would stand in in d and okay. Well, I'm going to focus it over Amanda. Over Amanda. Okay. So uh, Amanda will be taking 4d4 slashing damage when it enters the spells area for the first time on a turn or when it starts its turn there. So go ahead and roll 4d4 damage for Amanda right now. That's a good call. I don't think Amanda's going to be moving around a lot. We got a 10. Would you say she's pretty planted in that spot? <laughs> yeah, she's taking root. <laughs> but it, we got 10 on that okay. roll total. Yeah, there's daggers flying all around Amanda, and Amanda's kind of swatting at them a little bit. And wait, so Amanda's the, like a big plant? Yeah, like uh, think, think like Little Shop of Horrors. Feeding That's awesome. Gotcha. Oh. Okay, okay, yeah. Cool. Suddenly, Amanda. <laughs> gum gum. The dwarf that got swallowed by Amanda, I know she got spit up as little doppelgangers. Do I see any, like, movement inside of the big plant thing that she could still be inside? Uh, no. And do all three of the doppelgangers look the same? Yeah, all identical. And they're all speaking in unison. Like, to get past the doppelgangers to Amanda, is there any, like, swinging device? Like a chandelier? Chandelier. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I was thinking about... Jumping, grabbing the chandelier, swinging over to get behind the doppelgangers and attack the Amanda. Mmm. Do it. Yeah, Do that would be it. like a, some kind of acrobatics check. Sure. How's your dex? Or athletics, right? No, this is acrobatics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure you don't want to use my strength? I'm a barbarian. <laughs> All right. If you wanted to like bum rush or something, that would be strength, but you know, jump yeah, in. Yeah. This is a lot more dexterous. All right, I'm gonna do that. Oh 20. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yay. Damn. 
gum gum. It, you don't think there's any way he could possibly jump up and grab onto the chandelier, but somehow he manages to do it, and the force, the momentum of him jumping up and grabbing the chandelier propels him forward over the willow doppelgangers, and he lands on the ground between the doppelgangers and Amanda. While he does that, Mud does the whole free willy thing and just points up to him as he travels <laughs> overhead. Kyborg yeah. sheds a single tear and says, So athletic. <laughs> acrobatic, acrobatic. So acrobatic. And then, guess I'll rage, take my battle axe and swing, swing it. I guess I, I would rage first. So I'd roll the wild magic rage, right? Yes. What kind of rage did we get? What flavor we got? Let's see. Spicy rage. Roll that D8. You teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. <laughs> you should have raged before you I did know. that. <laughs> Until your rage ends, you can use this effect again on each of your turns as a bonus act. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. This is cool. All right. So then I'm going to, in my rage, I'm going to swipe at that Amanda, trying to cut it off at the stalks. Yeah. Ooh, sound effect. <laughs> Ten. That was not Ten. great. That was not That does great. not hit. So Gum Gum's doing a bunch of really cool things. One of those cool things is not making a successful attack. <laughs> so I do that, and then I teleport back to in front of my friends. <laughs> and I'm very confused about what happened. So what uh, happened? just to be clear then, you jumped up, used the chandelier, took an attack on Amanda, then teleported back to where you started from originally. So yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> but now I can teleport. And I'm like, what is there? why is everything teleporting? Does Gum Gum think that he has control of time? Does he think he's like jumping forward and backwards <laughs> in time? No, he, he just, he doesn't understand because he thought he did that move and then realized he left his friends out in the open. So then he wished he hadn't done it and then teleported back and is really confused how it, he thinks he, his wishes come true. Hmm. <laughs> I have a great way of figuring out how we view Gum Gum now. He's Jack Jack from The Incredibles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a great way to put it. Analogy. Just an overpowered baby who does not know what he's doing. And probably has the same vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> and likes the same meals. Just says his own name. Gum Gum. Gum Gum. Jack Jack. Mud. What do you want to do? All right. So we've we've taken a swing at one of the willows. Uh, oh, I'm a chemist. I was about to cast magic. Uh, I'm going to bite that willow, the one that uh, Kyborg just did some damage to. Shot the right. Damage. Mud, the camel, trots on over to uh, willow number one. Makes an attack. Tries to bite her. It's a, it's a one. Ooh, Mud bites his own tongue as a camel. He's not quite <laughs> oh, he had the, no. gotten the hang of uh, being a camel yet. Ow. Oh, you hear a, a pained <laughs> bray yeah. from the camel. Uh, yeah, that's that's my turn. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed. I don't want to do anything else. It's their turn. Amanda lashes out with her vines and makes an attack on each one of you. Is uh, Amanda's last name Hug and Kiss? Nice. <laughs> I need it's Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> it's a Simpsons that's joke for you guys. We're going to get Bart. I got it. I like it. <laughs> so that's a hit on Bart. The vine lashes out and hits you, doing 12 points of damage. Whoa! Another vine lashes out in Gum Gum's direction. I am not doing well. So yeah, that is a hit on Gum Gum. Gum Gum takes 11 points of damage. Oh my! What kind of damage is that? Is that bludgeoning? It is slashing. So I think since you're raging, you take half. 
Yes, thank goodness. Oh, I round up or down? Is that five or six? Down, so five. Oh, so jealous. Okay, another vine <laughs> lashes out at Kyborg. Ooh, that is definitely a hit. Kyborg takes... One point of damage. Ten points of damage. No! <laughs> Mud the camel, you also get an attack. Mm-hmm. Your armor class is 15, right? Now as a camel, it's nine. Oh, oh so it, oh, no. it hits. Stop being a camel. <laughs> I, I, I like. I like being a camel. I thought you were saved, but nope. The camel also gets uh, lashed by a vine and takes 11 points of damage as well. Okay. So since you've been all hit by the vine, you all need to make a grapple check. Grapple check. Oh. 13. 14. 17, and I have advantage. So I'm rolling again. 19. Oh, uh, wait. Dang it. It's 10. Okay, so everyone but Gum Gum is grappled and being held by the vine. Mm. Music begins to play, but not from a lute. Seven musical instruments float down the nearby stairwell and begin playing a song you know, and a familiar voice sings, Oh, my dear, our love is strong. Surely it would last a song. But God forbid the song should fade. How could it ever be replayed? Perhaps the tune need not be vast to slow down the clock from ticking fast. The song would play till we were deaf. Our love would be all that was left. I know this reference. This is uh, from episode three. Three. Yeah. We helped write that song. You did. Oh. A satyr dressed in coat and tail strolls down the stairs holding a raised baton. It's Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Oh, guten tag, interns. You know I love to write songs, but perhaps this situation could use some decomposing. 